Okay. Uh, boy, just uh, didn't get to get to everything. No, um, you can never do that. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I say don't expect to get to everything. I, <laughs> like, there's I, too much. Yeah, there really and is. Plus, we, you never know what we're going to like latch on to. And, and like, you know, sometimes we, we have these subjects. We talk about it for two minutes. And then other times we have subjects where it's yeah. just like, oh, no, I want to talk. The forgiveness thing. That was huge, by the way. That it's was, spontaneous. I, mean, I wasn't expecting to talk about that. Me either. Uh, that's what makes the show great. Yeah. That's what makes the totally show great. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. I wish we just in retrospect, as I'm thinking about it, I don't know, kind of wish we didn't talk about the border for so long, just because I think everybody's like is beaten to death. Maybe. I don't know. What do I you don't think? think so, Barry. I think that uh, this thing's getting worse. Uh, yeah. you, they're not talking about it the way it needs to be talked about. Mm. Uh, there's there are things that are impact impactful that are being left out. This is being tied into uh, global, uh, the Green New Deal and uh, the whole woke movement. And it kind of gives you the whole, the, the the real picture of what's happening. They're using the border crisis to, yeah. to prop up the agenda, which is a ginormous transfer of wealth. You come out with what are, how many stimulus packages have we yeah. had? Something like $6 trillion of stimulus packages. Yeah. You've closed down the entire society for a year. And then at, on the heels of that, you roll out the biggest tax plan in history. Wait, wait, wait. We just, are, oh, wait, this is like, um, you just ran a marathon and then they come and they say, yeah, that was good, but uh, run three of them now. Yeah. You don't have the energy to do that. That's what, I, this doesn't make any sense. It's even Barry. worse than that because it's also coupled with the whole under the guise of, well, the, the wealthy are going to pay for it. And the corporations See, untrue. It is so untrue. That's like, we're the ones that get bled to death and there's no more to give. There's no wait, more wait, to give. Let me just say this, that, this whole thing about, oh, we're going to make rich corporations pay for it. Okay. That sounds like, that that's sounds right like, back uh, to us. That's right. Yes. That means inflation. That means job cuts because now yeah. I can't afford to have all of this stuff. Look, here at, at my company, <clears throat> my uh, company spoke. They did a great job going through COVID. We have a great CEO, great board uh, of leaders. They didn't lay anybody off. Uh, they came up with uh, very creative ways to keep people from having to lay them off. What they did was they implemented a furlough system mm -hmm. uh, where everybody had to take like at, at first it was two weeks of unpaid uh, uh, time off. Everybody had to do it. Uh, it's a bummer, but uh, but that's how they kept people from having to, and they even hired people during that time. Mm. Um, now, now they come into this year and to soften the blow, what they did was they changed it so that you only have to take a week off every quarter, but they're going to pay you equivalent to your salary in stock. And so now that hits the books in a very different way. It's very creative and we still get paid. Um, but now what, if you're going to load a new, you're going to raise their taxes by 10, 15%, th th 
these companies operate on very thin margins and yeah. the biggest area of spending is the personnel. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing they've got to do is cut jobs. Yeah. It's going to have a tremendous impact on unemployment, but the whole time they're going to pump it up as, yeah, Donald Trump gave this tax cut to the, to the richest 1% and, yeah. um, and now we've taken it away. Hurrah. But mm -hmm. no, it, it always works the same. It, it, and besides that, <clears throat> Here's the other point is these, if you're going to try to say, oh, we need to do these taxes to pay for all those stimulus packages. Listen, they're paying for the stimulus packages with the printing machine. Yes. They're printing dollars to do that. They don't need our tax dollars to do that. That's what they've been doing. By the way, if you're a saver, if you've got a 401k or anything like that going on, whatever you put in there, every time they print a dollar, it makes your savings worth less correct and so they're eating whatever the way that they're doing this is they're eating whatever you worked hard to save all your life that's what they're doing final thing why do do we really need a two trillion dollar infrastructure plan i mean and and here's the other thing i found trillion, out isn't it 10 trillion? well that's what aoc wants he wants yeah. it to be 10 oh, trillion that's it's, right. it's, that's it's right. two trillion dollars right. uh two trillion dollars is a significant portion it's it's 10 percent of our gdp mm -hmm. um it's it's and and it's it, this you don't whole need thing, to say more third, it's so ridiculous a third only a third of it goes to infrastructure barry Mm -hmm. It's the same as everything else that they do. I they could be in all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with what the bill actually is for. Right. As always, I could be more easily swayed on a $2 trillion bill towards our infrastructure because it will actually provide jobs and stimulate the economy more so than I could be swayed into this BS about the uh, tax uh, taxing the corporations and people over $400,000 because mm -hmm to everything that you just said, one more very simple fact is big company sells widgets at $5 will now raise them to 550 or $6. Uh, you sell food, okay, you sell your burgers at $3. Now they're going to 350 or whatever, which means we get stuck with that bill again. As always, all, yeah, that's inflation. Right. Yeah. So I'm very, very bothered by that. I wanted to finish a couple of things. Uh, so the one story I wanted to tell you about Irby, about his oh, character, oh. is about how I met him. And I'm thinking, I was thinking about it this morning. When, I guess, I think it was 2018 that Lisa and I went to Colorado. And uh, yeah. because we just got back, had the best time, love Colorado. And uh, I took a bike ride to my favorite destination, East 55th Street Marina where sit lakeside basically like a tiki bar yeah it's uh, awesome yeah and it's like i'll know about a quarter to half the people there already it's a, oh that, i love that and the people i don't know i'm gonna know very soon kind of yes. a deal yeah yeah and i happen to sit next to who i find out this guy is irby who also rode his bike there he lives in cleveland heights at that time he doesn't know mm -hmm. and um and I am just like, blah, 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 with everybody about Colorado. <laughs> I'm in the best mood. 
it might have been an edible in there. Uh, and I was just talking, I was just in such a great mood. And he was so nice. He's one of those people like everybody likes, you know, right, right. Super nice, super nice guy. And anyways, so we exchange information and stuff because we're we just, you know, hit it off as friends. And I had seen him, you know, and we rode bikes up there together after that and just cool. minor stuff. God, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, so it was after biking season uh, wound up. I'm outside on the perch this one day, months, months after meeting him. And I'm, sm- yeah, it's at night. I'm smoking a cigar and I'm drinking a beer. Oh, so he was tell he had told me along the way it, talk about his girlfriend Stacy all the time. Now he uh, had been divorced for about 15 years from his ex-wife Janetta, who maintained a very good relationship because of his two boys. And um, right on. yeah, uh, that's so rare. And yeah, very good friendship thereafter. She that's great has her new relationship that he is just fine with, you know, they all you know, whatever. And they go to the baseball games together, all of that. Um, but he had this girlfriend of 11 years, I do believe, uh, Stacy. He'd always talk, oh my God, how much he loved her. She died of cancer. Uh, pretty, I, I think it was, no, I th- it was a two-year, a two-year bout, a struggle with it, as I recall. And so I'm sitting on my, I call it the perch out there that one night, having a couple beers and a cigar. And I'm thinking about all this. I'm starting to do the math. And I text him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm putting this together. Stacy, when she died, that had to be right around the time that I met you, right? And he goes, yeah, it was actually, she died two weeks before I met you. Oh, you're kidding me. Dude, I would have led with that when I first you know, meet somebody. Hey, how are you? And I would have right? been like, yeah. oh, you he didn't even it. say anything. He didn't. And he said, that's really remarkable. Remarkable. He said, I said, how do you do not lead with that? And right. he said, man, you were just what I needed at that time. That's so awesome, Barry. <laughs> I could just see that, man. Like you, yeah. you talked about, like you came over there and you're all like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. I could just see like that being yeah. the perfect thing for him. Yeah. And just all that energy that you have and just yeah. that gregarious kind of, uh, like I could just see you at East 55th at that yeah. place. And, uh, uh, that's a beautiful story, Barry. Yeah. I love that. Well, I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait either. And I mean, as I see this unfolding, you're going to have to carry the show. I, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, Barry. Cause well, you know, I might be in to, the same boat. We need this to is going to be a Tara Lipinski moment. here. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that story. Nobody knows what we're talking uh, about. Well, we've so, told the story before a long time, ago. but yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're both all, we're crying and, and we, Irby's going to have to carry the show actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strong one, and we're going to be like, okay, I got to take what? a breath for a minute. <laughs> It'll probably be that way. He is strong. He's got yeah. an amazing sense of uh, strength. What he's been through. I just want to say there's something I was I've been studying um, in, in we had a Bible study on uh, on Sunday. And, and one of them was, uh, you know, as Christians, we go through these. This is what the scripture says. I'm going to paraphrase. We go through these trials in life. But for us, these trials 
they inspire perseverance and 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 with perseverance we get character and with character we have hope now now, uh, now that's what the scripture says. I feel like hope, I've heard that before. The hope part, it, it's not, this is Bible hope, not worldly hope. Hope, Worldly hope is, oh, I hope it happens. You know, <laughs> but uh, Bible hope is we expect it. Yeah. So you perseverance, faith. character, and then that's exactly right, Barry. Hope is faith. Mm. And faith is we expect it to happen. And so have you ever been around somebody like, like you see Irby's gone through the, the fire here. Mm-hmm. It's developing. It, he's developing more of this perseverance and character and faith. You get around people like this and they, they get into a trial. And, um, and, and these are the people, the anchors. They're the people that say, nope. We're in the valley right now, but we're going to be on the peak on the on the mountaintops before you know it. And here's how we get it. and they see themselves there. They visualize yeah. themselves there. They end up having the emotions of being there, even though they're in the valley still, even though they're still dealing with these terrible emotions and everything. Yeah. It, 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 boy, faith is a powerful thing. And I can see that that uh, what you're talking about sounds like that even though this has been a terrible thing that's happened to him, it's making him stronger than he ever was before. And it's got to be the strongest man in the world. Not kidding. Yeah, He's been to, through a lot. To deal with these things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I didn't even tell you about his parents. Both passing. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I just wanted to provide a bit of backstory. I, I said when I talked about him in last June that this is not my story to tell. I didn't want to pass judgments uh, because of uh, at the time there was the Black Lives Matter movement at its peak starting out and what he went through. This is uh, it was black up black crime. Yep. I didn't want to talk about that. He want. I think he wants to talk about that. He's not been able to get justice. Such an appropriate topic. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that he wants to talk about. And even if we literally give him a show and after show may need to do that. Uh, Still, there's so much there that I wanted to give this backstory because there's we could talk about this for hours, to be perfectly honest, to get the full breadth of it. So, uh, yeah, so I'm glad that I just kind of laid a little groundwork there. Yeah, yeah. I am glad you did too. And um, I I think it's just uh, great to be able to put a spotlight on somebody that uh, is, is, has gone through a tragedy like this, but has, Mm. is coming through it. uh, And that gives hope to everybody. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I, I found what you just said. there very powerful, very emotional. Uh, I, you know what the stories he told me about group uh the stories that he has heard and then he has he's told me that he it takes him two days to get over it uh the stories that uh people share with him um it's a powerful thing it's a really powerful thing so know that it's out there people that uh whatever your struggles are you i think that a group situation is a very powerful thing. I think it is too. Find out uh, other know, people I, have it as hard as you or even harder, you know. The the worst thing to do in a tragic situation is to isolate yourself. I mm-hmm. mean it really is because that's that's like I always compare it to those uh 
those animal documentaries where you know the wildebeest is uh you know they the one that the one that goes off by is on his own is the one that gets eaten every time <laughs> just, right. you know so you're you gotta right. stick stick with the pack yeah uh, that's uh that's pretty important and uh i'm glad that he's doing that hey barry i think mm. uh we might want to segue over to your uh, uh story story that you had here yeah. i can't wait to hear it oh i got i got several things if if, if you care but uh the story care. because uh, wait hold stuff. on i just I, wanted to tell you i yeah. care about you <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much i really appreciate that um this story i wanted to tell you about is april fools uh, along the lines of april fools is i saw it on the news they took video they set up a video i'm sure smartphone it's mean and funny at the same time, this family. Uh, so to set the story, like I immediately thought of myself when I was about 10 to 12 years old or whatever, I'd say around 10 is the Sipe years of the Browns. And uh, those were the great years. That's when I became this hooked on Browns fan, hooked uh, the cardiac kids, man. They had Woo. songs out about them. You know how we I'm felt. getting goosebumps, man. Just, uh, right. yeah, I've gotten a whiff that of that feeling again. Yeah. Cause here's this 10 year old. He's uh, they got him in the front room and you just hear the parents off on the side. The guy goes, Oh my God. Did you hear that? The Browns traded Baker Mayfield to the Steelers. This kid starts crying. He's got, <laughs> he's got his head buried in this beanbag chair. And he, how could they trade him to our rivals? What are they doing? And this finally, his big brother goes, April fools. Oh my and God. He cries even louder. He goes, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's mean, man. Think about it. If we were ten years old and they said that about Cyper Kozar, oh my god, I would be, I would have been devastated. I would have been just like that kid. Oh, he was, and I was just like I was under their spell at the time. Like I was so consumed by oh, this stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, I was just like that kid. Our, our emotions depended on what it did. Happen. They did. They did. Like oh. this every week, I was like riding off of whatever happened on Sunday. Yeah, like, I couldn't then, sleep then, like, the I, night before. At the end of the week, I couldn't wait until the next one. I was yeah. so excited about that. Yeah. And yeah, and then if the season ended well, I kind of felt good for the rest of the year. <laughs> you know I gotta tell mean? you, I'm back to feeling like that. This was a magical season. Magic yeah, it really season. was for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I can't wait for next season. But anyways, yep. that was that. Um, let's see. There was also... Uh, okay, this is a sappy one. I was saving this for the uh, the lightening up part of the show, and it's really very, very simple. And I'm going to sh share it with you. This stray dog here was gifted this unicorn because he consistently kept going into this dollar store and tried to steal the exact same <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> now, That's prompted awesome. a question with me, like, how did he get into the store all the time? Right, you right. Know? That's it wasn't I mean, that's explained. not the kind of dog that you're just like, right. oh, there's a pet bull in the store. <laughs> right. But he <laughs> strangely enough, man, he wanted this one unicorn and someone finally bought it for him and took him to the oh, shelter. Adam. And they just clearly assume he's very good with people, clearly assume that uh, somehow he got separated from his family. They had listed Aww. it and listed it. Nobody came for him and a nice family finally adopted him. But look at him with his unicorn. Oh, so I love he that. just loved it. So they, they, they together. Yeah. 
and he they assumed that uh, he had some kind of stuffed animal that that reminded him at, in his previous family. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just really made my heart full, so I wanted to share it. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, those dogs. There, are, I I was at this uh, my favorite place to ride my motorcycle to is called the old place and yeah. i was there the other day and uh this somebody had a pit bull it looked a lot like that dog actually sure. and uh he wanted to come over and see me so badly uh and i was in line to, there's a little coffee shop there i was in line and i saw him and he was going <laughs> like that and he laid down and he was looking at me with those oh. big eyes and i'm like oh my god that's such a cute dog and I got to tell you, man, dogs are so awesome. It, yeah, everyone's got one here, too. So yeah. even if you don't have one, you get to enjoy everybody else's dog and they yeah. go everywhere. And man, I'm a big fan. Well, the, I've had a theory for years now because I've had the same experience when I have been in between dogs. Um, and you know how dogs are. They're a piece of heaven here. They're the true angels that have a sixth sense. Everybody talks. Yes, they do. I know they sense dog people that have lost their dogs. That's uh-huh. like that dog wanted to come over and comfort you because he felt that that void in you. He felt that void in you. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even going to share this one. But since we're going there and I want to tell you that. I didn't have time. Uh, my aunt has been fostering these puppies oh. and has been sending us pictures that I wanted to share Uh-oh. with you, but I'm not prepared. Okay. To. Um, and they finally got to be eight weeks old, which I don't know. So tr- I'm sharing them with Lisa and Lisa's heart's melting and, but she can't pull the trigger on it, anything. And with her, this one became, first of all, like I wanted, I would, in my ideal world, I'd want another Bowser type dog mm, right right she only knows of, well she knew bowser she loved bowser but never had a dog until laney you know she kind of had laney as well they were and laney was a 30 pound beagle she always loved mm. uh the looks of beagles anyway with their floppy ears and all so she had a criteria of a not a big dog in floppy ears well these are small dogs and found out they're a mix of a shih tzu and they don't know who the father is theorize maybe a chihuahua it's going to be a 15 to 20 pound dog small dog so now she's saying well that may be too small that's like a dog you put in your purse so it's she's you know i don't know what to do with that so anyways okay finally i'm going to show you this other video so i just wanted to tell you about we had possibly could have a puppy on the horizon but i could never guarantee a thing at this point. Uh, is this the one that saved that girl's life Oh, no. or, or. oh, that is the one. It's not one. Okay, yeah. here we are. Here we are. Um, there, where are these? Uh, the ch- t- ch- oh, TikTok. oh, here we are. Here we are. Um, this is the kiss your kiss your dog uh, challenge. See what happens. Watch it. Look at that face. Look at that face. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm give you one <laughs> that was really funny. Here's one more. Here's one more. But yep. it this speaks to exactly what you said about man, dogs. They're just uh, one more. Okay, so here he is. Yeah, it takes a second. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Just from a kiss, dude. Just from one oh kiss. Gosh, they melt. Is- they absolutely melt. They're all about love. They're pure 100% love. 
You know, it's really interesting about this is uh, I, I love, uh, well, my dog, my Stella, um, she was not a big liquor. Like, you know how some dogs are just lick. Neither was Bowser. Nope. And, and I don't like to be like licked, lick, 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 lick. I don't, I don't want that. I don't know. Some people like that. Lady wasn't bad about it. Yeah. I don't want to be like licked all, especially in my mind. I don't want that. You know, Um, anyway, so, so Stella, she wasn't a liquor like that, but every once in a blue moon, she'd, she'd lick you. Mm-hmm. Like she'd lick, like maybe she'd lick me on right here or something. And it was special. And, oh my gosh, I would melt if that yes. ever. It was just like, yes. oh, she licked me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could almost awesome. count like after puppyhood the amount of times uh, Bowser licked me on one or maybe two hands, <laughs> and it would be like we'd be laying in bed and uh, you know just giving him some good caresses or whatever, and and he would just put his head over there and give me a little lick on the face. And then you'd see his face go like, did I just do that? Oh my God. You'd be, <laughs> seriously, he was, he was so macho. He was like this. He macho. really was. He really he was, was all dude. He was. And Lisa always called on the uh, My kids so, loved him. Yeah. And he was so, he was so young and ridiculous back then. His second half of life, he, he, the energy he leveled out and yeah. chilled. Lisa called him the Frank Sinatra of dogs because he was so cool. She would tell me that uh, when I when I would go to the upstairs, go to the bathroom, he would walk over and go to the bottom of the steps, sit there and wait. And then he'd hear me like, oh, he's coming. And he would go back and act like he wasn't doing it. He wasn't waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's I would have never known that, but that's what Lisa was telling me. That's really cool. He was. You know what? the one thing that uh, I, I miss too is just, you know, you'd go, you'd leave the house, you know, you could be gone for, I could be, you know, I'd go on these trips uh, three, four days, come home. Oh my gosh. I never, no one's ever been that happy to see me <laughs> before, you know, well, just, you could, have, you could have forgot, forgotten your car keys and came back and they'd act the yeah, same and they're, Oh, there you are. You know, <laughs> that was so awesome. I, I never got tired of that boy. Yeah. And then Anne Marie yeah. started to film uh um stella when i would leave oh that would be what she would do and she would she she's got films of stella just waiting at the top of the stairs for me and i wouldn't be coming back for a couple of days and she'd be waiting there for me and so just uh this week i was asking my mom if she knew about the rainbow bridge oh god uh, that she had never heard it before so i read her the thing I couldn't oh, even get through it without crying. Of course crying. not. Of course <laughs> not. Oh, a beautiful not. picture. What, Yesterday. What a beautiful found- sentiment to give somebody that's agonizing over the loss of their dog. I, I mean, it, I hadn't heard of it until just before Stella passed away either. Uh, but uh, yet yesterday on my way to bed, uh, Anne-Marie and I were walking into the bedroom and we said, what, wait, there's something in the carpet. And when she pulled it out, you know, when Stella got older, she was having a hard time walking around. So we had to put these little rubber stopper things on her oh. on her claws. And oh. uh, that's what it was. It was one. We it was like, how did that get here? I, you know, oh. we vacuumed a billion times since then. There was a little little stopper right there from her, almost like she was from. She sent it from Rainbow Bridge to say, "I'm, I'm waiting oh. for you." Wow, dude, that was that's nice. Was Do you really see nice. this? 
Yes, I do. Oh, uh, this is uh, Bowser. When I got him, this is when I lived downtown in that loft. You still were in Cleveland at that time. And that's <laughs> my grandfather. Didn't recognize you. All right, who's that guy? <laughs> really? I look very young. Yeah, uh, that's my <laughs> grandfather there who passed away shortly after that. Um, wow. Look how tiny Bowser was here. And here he is. Uh, so that was, I think, 97. And this look is how different. You look in the two pictures. It's oh, amazing. Yeah, I think this is one or maybe two years later. And, it's like uh, the first one, you're a boy. And the second yeah. one, you're a man. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's 98. That's December of 98. Look at Bowser. Look how good looking he is. Uh, oh, God, what a great boy. Uh, and so I put these he memorials. Sure love you. Oh, God, we had a bond, man. We had a bond. So I put these memorials on my blog so that they will always be remembered. And this is Laney. Oh, Look at that picture, huh? That Look at that face. too much, man. Yeah, yeah. She was so beautiful. Just mm -hmm. so cute and cuddly. Mm -hmm. And always looked at me like, oh, see, Lisa, way back here. Mm -hmm. It's a family picnic. Yeah. Uh, uh, she just always looked at me like, oh, dad, take care of me. That's how Stella looked at me. I oh, see oh the, I hated put, having to put the cone on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That broke my heart every time. Uh, yeah, look at this one. Oh, this. That's how we God. laid every weekend. Every Is that she loved right? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would just lay there uh, for that hours. Is too cute right there. Yeah. Come oh. on. Man, that girl. Oh, that girl. All right. So, uh, as, okay. That's she's waiting for you. But, she and Stella are playing at Rainbow Bridge right now. They're waiting. I've for had us. so many dogs in my lifetime. And if heaven is getting reacquainted, like walking in, in the Rainbow Bridge and being pummeled by all of them in their prime. That's my heaven. Man. Yeah, it was so funny as uh, I was talking to my grandmother shortly before she died and we were talking about, you know, um, I was telling her, I really believe that uh, our pets are going to be in heaven. And she goes, yeah. oh, I hope not. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I've had about a hundred dogs. I can't imagine <laughs> what would happen to me. <laughs> like, they all come over. I can just see them coming over a hill right now. And I'd have to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny i dream that about all my dogs all the time like my dogs from childhood like they were lost for years or something and we found them. oh wow yeah oh, wow. yeah you, you ever see that one video i i don't know whatever happened with this dog but uh i guess it had been lost or something and and uh this kid is in inside of his house and all of a sudden they're like look who we have and it, this is just like the dog's name was like Rex, or it was uh -huh. like a, a human name like that. Yeah. <gasps> Rex! And he runs over to the dog and he hugs and just starts crying. <laughs> Is that was... the one? And he's like a German Shepherd, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, big yeah. dog. And he pummels him to the ground where the dog just like, all right, I'm just submitting. Like he didn't yeah, do yeah. anything. That's like, exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. yeah that, that was, was so like weird. last week I saw that. Yeah. I, I guess it's like if all of a sudden, I thought I, I can't help thinking this way, but if all of a sudden Stella were here, that's exactly how I would act. Oh, 
God, yeah. We got to talk about something else. This, but both of these shows <laughs> have been a Good very Friday, emotional, though. man. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. Yeah. I guess see, it's appropriate. So it, it's all about the resurrection this weekend, you know, and the yeah. fact that these we, we, life doesn't end that way. Uh, we go on to the next phase. We're like butterflies. You know I, what I'm saying? It's that. like we're not going to be caterpillars anymore. We're going to be right. way better than caterpillars. We can act like caterpillars if we want to still act like it crawl around on the ground and everything but we got wings man we can fly now i believe and that. that's what that's where our dogs i believe when we see our dogs they're going to be able to talk to us yeah i believe we're be all, able to talk. I, i'm not sure about a lot of things but i i the older i get the more i'm so curious i'm always looking for answers oh so i accumulate this knowledge the the more knowledge i accumulate the more it strengthens my belief in this kind of thing. And what did I want to share with you along those lines? Um, it'll I come got back something to me. here while Go you're ahead. thinking about it. It's yeah. that I just believe that God is a good God. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I learned so much about God from my dog. And by the way, dog yes. backwards is God. And, you know, I Dogs teach us. I don't I, knowing that about God and how loving he is. He is love. According to the Bible, he wouldn't, and death isn't his idea that happened because of, of the fall, mm -hmm. uh, Satan. Um, but he wouldn't just take your beloved dog away from you. The one that yeah. taught you so much about him. I, I, I just, I can't, I reject it. I can't even, that doesn't seem like his personality to me. Yeah. I no. just think about that. I agree. But so dogs, again, the older I get about it, the more I think about it. Dogs like a, are like a little droplet of rain, a little piece of this unconditional love that to use your terminology that God rains on us, blesses us, us with to remind us of what heaven is. And dude, they, uh, they absorb so much evil, so much abuse horrible lives and horrible deaths as well as good lives but let's face it dogs have been mistreated forever as long as they and they take it because they're unconditional love and i you could you could directly equate that to a minor version of jesus you can directly Boy, you equate know, that <clears throat> You, you you got that right man yeah. i mean i've just been thinking about that whole thing is that um you know, I, last night, I always think about this whole, uh, the Holy week and, mm -hmm. and last night would have been the, uh, the last supper. And so here's Jesus about to pay for my sin and mm -hmm. your sin, the world's sin. Uh, he, he's going to do this on, on, on my behalf. And the thing is, is if, as you look at the account in the Bible and, and hear his words, as this, as he knows, this is about to happen, he's doing it. 100% willingly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's the thing uh, that you talk about, about dogs and taking abuse and all this stuff. Well, nobody took abuse the way Jesus took mm -hmm. abuse, but he mm -hmm. did it for us. Didn't mm -hmm. complain about it. Did it willingly. Uh, there's a, there's a pl place in the Bible where it says uh, he was going to Jerusalem. He knew that this was going to happen. And he set his eyes on Jerusalem, like Flint, nothing would deter him from this. <clears throat> he was a man like you and I, although fully God, he was still had the same kind of body and the mm -hmm. same kind of, he had a brain thoughts, all that kind of stuff. Who would want to submit themselves to that, but he did it 
willingly with love. And from the cross itself, he said, and we talked about forgiveness, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, yeah. that's just what power. And when yeah. you, I've studied what happens on the cross, you're suffocating up there. So mm -hmm. every word would be just like, like, have you ever like, uh gotten something in the back of your throat and you started to cough and you're completely out yeah. of breath and everything yeah. like try to say um forgive them for they know not what they do like that's yeah. what he did i mean this is that's so that's dogs have that kind of spirit on yes. the inside of them yes and it's showing you this this love like like i'll never forget this one time i i yelled at Sally. i never hit her ever um but there's I, no I, need to ever hit right. a dog you'll break yeah. the trust when, and then you got to spend two years trying to earn it back so here's right. what happened is i made a plate of bacon Mm -hmm. And uh, I love bacon like that. Like, I'll bite you if you try to take my bacon. <laughs> and uh, I had a I had a plate of bacon on the counter and I left for a second. And this is when I first got Stella. And when I came back, she was all up on the counter eating the bacon. Really? And I freaked out, man. I, I almost bit her, actually. And, uh, <laughs> I yelled at her and she she went all into her little box and everything. Uh -huh. And uh, boy, she, she, I never saw her get up on the counter ever again. It's bacon, remember, man. I felt so bad sure. that I yelled at her. We all make but those mistakes. Like she, she got over that real quick, but she knew and that mm. she was, she wanted to please me like you would not believe. That's the thing about dogs. And when we get dog trainers, I've tried to tell Lisa this. She doesn't. Um, if you don't know how to train a dog, if you don't, if you haven't been a dog person, Boy, you need to get a dog trainer because they train you. They don't train the dog. They train the <laughs> owner. And I'm not kidding about that. Because yeah, a dog, it. like people that think, what, you got to smack them. No, no, my God, you're going the backwards way because now you don't have a trust built. Dogs are geared to want, all they want is to please you. And right. when they realize that you don't like what they're doing, they're, oh, that's the motivation. Now, when you right. go and smack them or get too angry, when you break the trust, then then your whole mode of operation from there on needs to be to regain the trust before you can get yeah. back to knowing what you can then show them what pleases you and what doesn't. The happiest dogs, I've never been really good at dog training because I let them do whatever the hell they want because that, that pleases me. <laughs> see them. Yeah, a lot of parents are like that, but I train them in the basics. But right. when I see a dog that's really well trained, it takes a lot of interaction. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of one on one time and devotion to that. But they're the happiest dogs. Yeah, they're like, they go get my slippers, go get the mail, go get me a beer type. You ever see those dogs? Those oh, yeah. are the happiest. My neighbor dogs. has a dog like that. He gets the mail and everything. And he, he just... loves doing that. Oh, they he got does. nothing else to yeah. do. Yeah, they love and it. It makes you happy. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. And, and it's I mean, really, that whole philosophy of of uh disciplining your dog that way mm. there's a parental thing there too because yes. kids kids want to yes. please their parents just exactly the same it way it is exactly the you same you don't have to you know be the bad guy all the time they want to please you and use that use use that motivation that they have mm. for good um it, you know it, but i, I want to get back to stella so after a while i mean really all i had to do is just look at her Oh, she, she would know you know yeah, she, they're yeah. smart they're oh, very observant yeah. uh they are really uh amazing beings <clears throat> they really are i did think about what i wanted to say we we're talking oh, about ahead. heaven and stuff and 
I hope and think that I believe like you, that it's the caterpillar that transforms into the butterfly. And that's why we, re- we have no idea how primitive we are in this life right here. We really don't. We think that we're, oh, we're so, you know, no. I, I hope in the next life, I really believe. Here's the contrast I'm going to make. First of all, I, this life is based on primal violence right from day one. We eat each other. All species eat each other in order to survive. It's horrible. Like, uh, I, I think that in the next life, that won't be. That violence will not be there. It's interesting yeah. you say that because in the Bible, it says that the lion will lay down with the lamb and the, t- yeah. and the little child yeah. will play by the by the nest of the adder, which is, by the way, the most poisonous snake in the world. There's, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Yeah. And here's another thing about the world is... Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, the story about Noah and how the flood happened and everything. So after the flood happens, God says to Noah that, uh, you can, you can now eat the animals and, and I'm going to put the fear of man into these animals. Mm -hmm. And so like, you wonder why, why did all those animals, they came on, they didn't have to capture them. Well, people weren't eating animals until a certain point. And then God put the fear of man into the animals. So you notice like you go out into the woods or deep woods and everything. Animals are naturally afraid of human beings, Oh yeah. yeah. you know, and, but, but it wasn't always like that. It wasn't, it's very interesting to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We've had a deep conversation here today. We really have. I really like wrap up soon. Yeah. And that's fine. I really liked our conversation about forgiveness. And I think that we should think about it more and revisit it because we can always add to it. There's always a good story that you can give that shows, uh, shows the power of it. It's like my favorite subject, to be honest, because it's so complex. You come at it from so many angles and it's so important. It really is. And dude, that's what the whole season is about here. Yeah. Our season, uh, we are at 23 episode 23 of season three. Holy cow. Three, three episodes. We wrap this season up. Three weeks. <laughs> How cool is that? There's season cool. three. Wow, man. Yeah. Over 50 starting over. What a great experience we've had so far. And Gary. we're just starting to branch out and do some things. I'm very interested to see how this leads when we start weaving a web. You yeah, know, me too. Me too. It's exciting, yeah. right? I, I want to find a way to monetize this. What I have to do, and Lisa's been on me about it. I hope to do this by next week. I need to write a a, an article on my website about blog, uh, podcasting and it'll be the typical kind of thing where here's your do DIY, you know, here's your list, you know, download your list. And then I get an email subscriber. Uh, but for the DIYers, here you go. Uh, it made me think when you and I were talking about it last week and you yeah. said, well, you know what people want to know. I, I didn't explain everything well enough for sure. So I want to revisit that. I, I think wanna, that's a great subject. And I want to write that article out, but it's also, and it leads to look what I'm doing now with this small business development center and producing this. So I need to put that package on there too. So for those of you that want to uh, nonprofits want to get a grant, you don't pay for anything. You just show up and do a podcast. You're the stars. And my partner and I will produce the entire thing. We'll develop the brand, uh, get your guests, 
and give your talking points to you and away you go. Yeah, there's a whole business concept yeah. all around that whole thing, yeah. just like we talked about last week. That is yeah. a it's a big it's a big deal. It, it, truly is. it seems like every other person is interested in doing something like that now. And and that's fine. It's a great but not, way to not every other person is doing it. They're just interested. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, you're exactly right. Who knows where it leads uh, for yeah. us as a society, but it's sure you know what it might be the cure to social media. Like all of us, all of us are taught that up before. Yeah, Yeah. that's that is a right on point right there. This is the new wave of getting information out. Yeah, I it it ties into what I said to uh, my proposed guest, John, who I said this last week about the conversation. He's like, well, can I say and he says something explicit, sexual explicit, ha 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 ha, trying to be cool and macho. He's 63 years old, by the way. So uh, and I, I said, well, you, you're starting to date. Do you want them to see this? They will. Uh, do you want your potential employers? You're looking for a job. They're going to find it. Uh, do you want uh, clients, potential clients to see that? And then I shared the story. And or this your is daughter. A, <clears throat> there you go. Uh, and I shared the story. I don't mean to do this to, uh, to dump on my friend, John, but um that's the way he works. You know, let's bust balls here. And, uh, but my point is I turned it right around. I said, because on the other hand, Merle, my co-host had the most positive experience in the world in California, job hunting, interviewing, then had three different large, important companies pursuing him. Each one of them commenting that the, the podcast played a bit. They part. all watched my podcast, all of them without yes. exception. They yes. watched it. So and, and so, yeah, this is that's a great point. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that he has somebody that cares enough to tell him about that, because yeah. that's a, that I think that's like rule number one. Mm-hmm. And it, it should you, be rule number one of social media, too. Yeah. What are you putting out there? That's you just exactly immortalize right. that crap. Well, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. I mean, I've hired <clears throat> you know, at least over a hundred people I've hired, I probably more. Wow. And I, I look, at, you know, I'll look into their social media. I mean, oh, if yeah. you, if you're going to put it out there, I, I'll look at it and see what could, this is the kind of person I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking at here. If you put videos out there, I want to see how you communicate and everything. So if you're putting stuff out there, that's negative, <clears throat> you're doing yourself a big disservice yeah. when you're with your career and your reputation. Then there's the uh, additional side of it is for me, um, Everything. My life's gotten better because of our podcast, because we think we talk about these really deep things, really positive, deep things. And Lisa watches it. Then we talk about it. Our relationship has gotten infinitely stronger as a result of this, too. And uh, I communicate so much better because I want to present myself in a better light. So I communicate better in everyday life as a result of this as well. A lot of good has come. I, I feel the same way, Barry. And by the way, mm-hmm. I think you're a fantastic communicator. You just oh, roll dude, with everything. It just makes it very easy to do this show. So thank you. I really appreciate you for that. Well, as always, I tell you all the time, I think you're amazing on this. 
That's why I need you there with Herbie. Uh, I really, I need you on that. Um, <laughs> dude, we got to go. I think we need each other. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play off every week. We're good at that. You, you yeah, always yeah. pick up the pieces for you. You know what I like a lot? And I, we got to go. But I find myself starting to talk about something often without giving enough background on it and you see the full picture and you'll fill that in for me you do that's the same for really me really good yep yep really we complement each other that way i think yeah. that's pretty cool and before we bore everybody with bro love here we yeah. should probably go ahead and wrap up here yeah. just, all right but dude i i love you and yeah. happy holiday happy easter happy good friday god bless you brother you have yeah. blessed my life immensely i'm so glad to be best friends with you man I feel exactly the same way. Now I'm going to go chew some tobacco and chop some wood. All right. Get, get my man card back. All right. <laughs> All right Happy bro. Friday. You too. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Bye now.